This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. New York's biggest fan, Sports Radio Hey, 44, here on this Friday evening. It's J.J. Chanchy-Shremsky. We are right here on the fan. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. It's week nine in the NFL. We've hit the month of November. Let's welcome in my main man from Sports Grid, who joins us each and every football Friday, the great Jared Smith. What's up, Smitty? What's happening, brother? J.J., this is the week. Uh, we've been asking this question for a long time. Are the Dolphins for real? Is Tua for real? I think we get our answer on Sunday. Big matchup for your fish this Sunday in the desert. I'm all fired up, man. And, yeah. you know, I'm concerned about the way the Dolphin offense looked last week, but their defense is playing great. Yeah. And I remember last year, Arizona, first year of the Kingsbury regime, they took on, I want to say, L.A. or Seattle coming off the bye, and they got smoked. Smitty, mm. how do you approach the bye week with certain teams? Do you take it in like a case-by-case basis? Um, do you value it more? Do you devalue it more? I'm curious. How do you stand on teams coming off a bye week? That's a phenomenal question. It's absolutely case-by-case because I think every team handles these things differently. You were right, by the way. It was the Rams. It was later in the year. Week 12, they had the bye week. Cardinals came off at week 13, 34-7. They got beat by L.A. in that game. And then they actually played really well the next week almost beat Pittsburgh. Remember that very tight game against the Steelers that they had, and then they won two of three to close the year. So I guess Arizona is kind of a unique case. I think the later bye weeks are different to me than the earlier bye weeks. If I'm a veteran-laden team, I want my bye week later in the season. So the Steelers are one of those teams that had a very early bye week, and we might see some you know, erosion of, of their veteran-laden talent later in the year because they don't have that week off. A team like Arizona – kind of middle of the road I, i'll be honest i don't i didn't really look too much into the bye week angle this week because i haven't seen any definitive trends with them but that knowing that last year that they really struggled i guess maybe but also this is a very different season and a very and you have a year later with this quarterback and this head coach i didn't look too much into it this week but there are some certain teams the chiefs being one of them at andy reed uh the ravens also one of them although that didn't work out last week that have played well after the bye week i definitely think it's case by case You mentioned the Ravens. They open up as a three-point favorite at Indianapolis. This line has dramatically moved, though, Smitty. I mean, I'm seeing it pick them in some places. Uh, I'm even looking at a minus one from Indianapolis over at DraftKings and FanDuel. What Mm. do you think is prompting that crazy line moment? I'll be honest. This is one of the more uh, fishy line moves of the week for sure. It's that reverse sharp movement where we're seeing over 80% of the bets come in on Baltimore, yet we are seeing this line go through that key number of three and maybe even cross over zero in some spots, as you said. We'll see if it holds that throughout the weekend. But to me, one of the most bullish moves you can look at when you're, when you're trying to track line movement, and we talk about this all the time, if all the action's coming in on the other side, 
yet the line continues to move, not just one or two, you know, a half point here, half point there, but a steady build towards the other side. And if it does cross over zero, I think that is a huge indication that Indy is the right side in this game. And I think if you look at this game, you know, nuts and bolts, Indy's defense has the type of defense that can certainly control Lamar Jackson. They're third in total yards allowed, third in DVOA. They've got a lot of sacks spread out along the defensive line. So that offensive line for Baltimore, which is now, of course, without Ronnie Stanley, huge injury for them last week, can't key in and double-team one particular player. Darius Leonard actually is not one of the better, uh, you know, productive, more productive players on the Colts' defense this year. Usually he is. He only has one sack this year. Four other players on that Colts' defense with at least two-and-a-half sacks. I think this is going to be a matchup problem uh, for Baltimore this week. I think Lamar Jackson's going to struggle again against the physical defense, and I could see Indy pulling, this, pulling off this win. I never like fading Patrick Mahomes. I know we've discussed mm. this multiple times. That said, I think Carolina can keep it competitive in this game. I'm seeing 10 and a half right now. I know Carolina's coming off a brutal game against Atlanta, but Smitty, they got extra time to prepare. I'm not saying they're going to win. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if this is a 7 or a 10-point game. Would you? I, I agree with you, and this is why. Now, I, I, first of all, I agree with you about Mahomes fading him. 15-2 and two ATS the Chiefs are in their last 17 games. Obviously, most of those are with Patrick Mahomes. He did miss a few last year. Mahomes, over his last 22 games, 15-6-1. So this is a guy that's been one of the better bets in football, one of the most consistent, one of the most winning bets in the NFL over the last two seasons. Now, that being said, we've talked about this guy, Teddy Bridgewater, the road dog. He's 18-4 and ATS as a dog, 15-2 and as a dog of three points or more. So when they are supposed to lose games, Teddy Bridgewater keeps things close. Now, we do talk about this a little bit, the sandwich spot, the look-ahead spot, the trap spot. This is the rare double sandwich. It's like a double cheeseburger for the Chiefs. They get the Raiders next week on the road. Then the week after that, they face the Bucks. So that could be a Super Bowl preview. And, of course, the Raiders are the only team they've lost to this year. So a double look-ahead kind of for this Kansas City team. They are going to get Chris Jones back. We heard some COVID issues with him. He is back, and I think that's huge because Christian McCaffrey also back for Carolina this week. So I expect Carolina to be able to have a little more consistency uh, moving the football because they obviously have their best player back on the field. This is a toss-up spot for me. I would absolutely not want to be – I'm not very confident laying with Kansas City, but I'm also not very confident taking it with Carolina. I think this line's spot on. I think this game finishes in the 7-10 to 10 range, and it's a coin flip which side of the number you're on. But it's a double sandwich spot for KC. They've got a couple of big – arguably their two most important games of the season are the next two weeks avenging that loss and then playing arguably the best team in the NFC. So it could be a little bit of a trap spot for Mahomes and KC. We got my buddy Jared Smith from the morning after. Check him out on Sports Grid. He joins us each and every football Friday right here on The Fan. Jared, explain this one to me. How is Atlanta a four-point favorite at home <laughs> against Denver? What, what, explain to me what I'm missing here. Uh, this is why I love you, JJ. The first line on my notes in this game is wrong team favored with a question mark. And, and I, I think that's really the best way to describe this game. Here's even the best part about it is, Atlanta's favored. They're getting over 60% of the action here. So not only are they favored, but the public is, is not overwhelmingly backing the Falcons, but there's certainly six out of 10 bets are on Atlanta in this spot. And I don't know why. I, I honestly could not tell you why. Denver's record is really good. I know three and four doesn't sound good on paper, but they're five and two against the number. And they're four losses to the Chiefs, the Bucks. The Steelers, the Titans, with a combined record of 25 and 5. 
arguably the toughest schedule in football. Denver 3-1 and one straight up, 3-1 and one ATS over their last four games. The Falcons have played better, too. I don't want to you know, ignore that point. Atlanta has 10 days to prepare after that really impressive road win over Carolina on Thursday night. They played better in that game against the Lions. They should have won that game against the Lions. I won't get into the reasons why. We all know. Uh, but how can you back Atlanta as a favorite? They're 0-3 in their last three against the spread when they are minus money. And I just can't lay points with this Falcons team. You want to give me a point or two? I would consider backing Atlanta in this spot. I like what I've seen from Drew Locke. They're going to get Tim Patrick and Philip Lindsay back this week. They've been a little bit better, but big picture, you can't back Atlanta as a favorite right now. It's, this is either Denver or pass. Smitty, let's get to the Giants. They're 1-7. They've played far better than their record, though. I mean, aside yeah. from that Niner game, they've basically been in every single one of these games. Is that why you've seen this line against Washington move a full point from three and a half to two and a half? Yeah, and, and I think crossing over that key number of three tells you that the public and, and also the Sharps are certainly favoring the Giants this week. I think it's been bet down to a point where it's obviously a toss-up. I mean, literally the game is basically a pick em. I, I think the total here, uh, there's still a little bit of meat on the bone for me with the total. The total's actually risen this week from 41 and a hook to 43. And this has been, you know, a low-scoring series. You know, 39 points in their matchup a few weeks ago, and 13 of those points came in the final three minutes. One of those was a, was a, was a defensive touchdown that really tilted the game in the Giants' direction. New York tried to blow that game. They were able to win, not cover. Now it's, the, now it's Washington that, that gets the benefit uh, of being the home favorite. Last time it was New York. You've got to you tip your cap to Washington's defense. I, I think that's been one of the bigger surprises for me this season, how well that unit has played. They are a top-five unit. Now, the Giants' defense has played better. I mean, last year the Giants' defense was an absolute disaster. This year they're more of a middle-of-the-pack team, and I think that speaks volumes about what Joe Judge and his group has been able to do. I'll be honest, this is one of those games where you just watch and, and, and you just hope that you're on the right side because I can't see a clear-cut edge to either side. I do see a little bit of value on the under here. We talk about the defenses, and both offenses have really been struggling. Bottom five, both of them in efficiency bottom five in net yards and net points per play, those two key analytical metrics we talk about every week. So bad offenses, good defenses, tough divisional game, lean under. Um, Sunday night, game of the week, New Orleans-Tampa. What is the bigger X factor, the shoulder of Drew Brees, Jared, or the fact that Michael mm. Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are back? I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think Drew Brees clearly, and the total, the movement in the total this week tells you everything you need to know about both of these offenses. Move five this points, Jared. Five points. Move. One of the bigger moves you'll see in a total this year. Now, you know, some might say, well, then the value's on the over, and I certainly can make a case for that based on what these offenses have done. They're both relatively efficient offenses, but the defenses have been stronger. Now, if you want to pick a side in this game, I think the Saints getting points, considering how much the total has fluctuated, you know, to the under, the, 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 the lower the total gets, the more valuable every point is. So obviously the Saints getting four and a half – is more and more valuable by the day as the total continues to sink. And also New Orleans, 20-6 and six against the spread in their last 26 games as an underdog. So when Drew Brees and Sean Payton are not supposed to win games, they tend to keep things close. This is another interesting uh, nugget. It has nothing to do with this particular matchup, but I do find it fascinating if you want to talk about Tom Brady and what he's been able to do in his career. Brady is 7-0 and straight up and 7-0 and against the spread against divisional opponents who he lost to the first game of the year. So you get two divisional cracks every year at every team. They lost the game to New Orleans week one. Brady in his career, obviously all with the Patriots, 
always tends to play better and cover and overachieve in that second game against the divisional opponent. I lean Tampa here. I'm curious what we get from Antonio Brown, but obviously the under has to be where you look first. Both of these defenses have been really good. I think the Bucks defense showed you exactly how good they are over their last couple of weeks. That last drive against Daniel Jones, I give him a pass because for some reason Todd Bowles decided not to blitz anybody on that drive, and they picked up a crazy fourth and 16, which is very rare. Big picture, the Bucks defense has been playing really well, as has the Saints defense. I lean under here. I'll take the Bucks too. I think they win this game at home. Smitty, Monday night, before we get to your best bets, mm. is there any way I could stomach taking the Jets in this game? No, there's, there's just <laughs> no way, right? Like, you're not going to make a case for the Jets, here, are you? I'm not. I'm not. Your boy okay. Carver High is convinced that Bill Belichick in his Dr. Evil lair is trying to scheme up some way to keep the Jets out of the number one pick. And I don't think New England can climb the board enough to get ahead of the Jets, but he can certainly lose a game and throw a game and keep the Jets out of the number one slot. Maybe another team jumps the Jets, but I think the Patriots uh, are certainly going to finish ahead of the Jets in terms of record-wise. Analytically, there is no reason to back the Jets here. Injury concerns, Darnold, Crowder, Quinn and Williams, take your pick. Key players across the board, all banged up. Now, the Patriots' offense does concern me. And obviously, when you're talking about winning a football game, you've got to score more points than the other team. That's the name of the game. And New England has struggled in the scoring department this season. The Jets have struggled even more. So what New England doesn't do well, the Jets can't take advantage of. And when I look at matchups like that, you have to point to this. Now, granted, you are getting seven and a half at home, whatever the home field means at MetLife with Bill Belichick. Uh, but I, I would lean New England here. I'm not crazy about laying points with an offense that's struggling to score. But you're right. There's no argument to make for the Jets in this spot. Other than Bill Belichick throwing the game of some crazy conspiracy theory to keep the Jets from getting Trevor Lawrence, there is no logical reason to back angry. All right, Spinny, now it's time. It's week nine. Best bets. What will be on your card come Sunday? Well, there's a couple of good teaser spots. I definitely think the Dolphins are a good teaser piece. I think the Bills are a pretty good teaser piece. Uh, if you move that through seven at home, they're getting three right now. Didn't talk about that game much, but it, but it is an intriguing matchup because I do think you have John Brown coming back in full, which makes the Bills offense complete. You also have Seattle's offense, which has been complete and revving the engines all year. Both defenses have struggled mightily. Seattle gives up the most yards in the NFL. Buffalo not too far behind. We expect that to be an offensive game. Points not as much as a premium in that game, which is why the teaser might not be as valuable. It's a good teaser spot, not a great teaser spot. I think the two best teaser spots on the board this week, Indy and Miami. But as for my best bet, JJ, I got to do it, brother, and I hope I don't jinx your. I hope I don't jinx the fish. But I love Miami here. Not you're riding teaser, again. How about I'm that? They a team that is good to you, bro. I know. And hey, listen. Five and two against the spread. Arizona's five and two against the number two. We're seeing that reverse line movement towards Miami that I love so much. We're seeing it in the Indy game, too. I like the Colts a lot. I like Miami a little bit better because I think Miami's defense matches up a little bit better with Kyler Murray than Indy's defense matches up with Lamar Jackson. I think Kyler Murray likes to run, but he's not as gifted as a runner as Lamar Jackson. Miami, in the man-to-man, might struggle a little bit with their back to Kyler Murray. That's the one part of Miami's defense that I, I'm a little bit you know, weary about. But the metrics, J.J., the metrics for Miami's defense, second in net points per play, sixth in point differential. They're really good in getting teams off the field, top five, third down conversion opponent percentage they just continue to play solid defense across the board offensively the game plan has to change Chan Gailey has to draw something up a little bit different than last week they were fortunate last week they scored a defensive touchdown they scored a special teams touchdown 22 passes 
25 runs. My guess is that ratio changes this week. Chan Gailey has the ability to take the, you know, take the handcuffs off this offense. We need to see it from Tua. I also think special teams is a big edge for Miami in this spot. You know, we've, we've, we've talked about that before. Miami does the intangibles very well. I don't think Arizona does those intangibles as well. You're giving me points. You're giving me three and the hook, four, four and a half in some spots with the better defense, no home field advantage for Arizona. I have to go in that direction. I like Indy, but I like Miami a little bit more. That's why I think the Dolphins' best bet of the week. Smitty, I knew I loved you, bro. I knew I loved you. That's the great Jared Smith. Sports Grid, morning after. And Smitty, I hope this time next week you're riding the Dolphins again. Keep that momentum going, baby, okay? Let's go, brother. Good stuff. Good luck this week, guys. Much appreciated. Good stuff there from Jared Smith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.